1: Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in December of 2021. And welcome
0: to episode 64, Learning About the Broken System.
1: I mean, we could talk about this for days, couldn't we? Seriously, yes. (laughs) Well, first we want to give a shout out to our friend, Berkeley Everett. He was on our episode 61, which we released at the end of November, and he talked about making a TikTok, and he did it. And he did it. We re- Yay! It re- released today. So congrats Berkeley, that was a great. We
0: watched it. I really enjoyed that last the, the question you posed with the fractions. It's true we we say how many pieces is it broken up into when really our question should be different. So if you yes. don't know what I'm talking about, go check out his video. It's short. It's just a, it's a TikTok video so it's what like a minute 30 something I think like
1: it's that. A
0: 30, yep. Yeah, real short, real quick and it's a good one. It makes you wonder and ponder and think and yeah, all of that good stuff.
1: Well, Karina, I know you have a great reflection for this week.
0: I do. I'm, I was really excited. Well, okay. Let me, let me start off by saying, you know, teachers, here in Florida, I'm sure in all states, have formal observations that they have to go through. The principal comes in, observes a lesson, and gives you some kind of rating system. And today was my formal observation. And this whole week, I've been like kind of, I don't know, like like not feeling it. (laughs) And I usually, I usually prepare, have everything set up. You know, I think about it all over the weekend. I write out this, not excessive script, but I still write out a, 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 you know, a real lesson plan and submit that to my principal. This year, I was, (laughs) it was real basic because I knew I was going to do building thinking classrooms. I knew I was going to do the white books and there was really not much for me to write because, (laughs) It's really on them, you know, it's, it's your reaction to students and what students do and say that let, like, that makes your classroom move forward. So when I did my, we do a pre-conference and I sat with my principal and I was like, yeah, so that's it. (laughs) That's, that's (laughs) all I've got. And we'll see what happens. (laughs) She kind of just laughed and was like, okay, (laughs) okay, we'll see what happens. And, and. It was, it was just one of those, though, like everything. So I wasn't really feeling it. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. I just uh, – whatever. It is what it is. Yep. And it was one of those lessons that it's the one you would – you hope for that your administration sees. <laughs> yes. And it was like – it was – yeah, it was just one of those. It was – everything went according to not a plan, but, you know, like <laughs> – what I would have wanted, right? And yep. my, and I, I've said this and I have reflected on this that consolidation has been kind of tricky for me. Right. I feel like that went really well. And, you know, we looked at, we compared student work, you know, that they had up on the white books. And then from you there, selected, you
1: selected and sequenced, you know, before. Yeah, I mean, and- it
0: was, it was, we, I just did two uh, because of how. Wait, what so was again.
1: The topic? a <laughs> uh,
0: fraction multiplication so okay, a fraction okay. less than 1 fraction by fraction using models so they've seen yeah. the models they've seen the models in decimals -hmm. And I reviewed what we had learned previously with decimals and Mm kind of, you know, just left it up there. Didn't talk so much about the connection between decimals and fractions because I was hoping they'd get there, you know? (laughs) So there were, of course, there were some gaps. They didn't they didn't get to everything I wanted them to understand and, and see and think, but it was great. It just was great. The conversations that they had, they were all engaged, they were all participating, they all did what they were supposed to do. One thing that I've done because Because um, with that knowledge mobility of, you know, seeing what other kids are doing, Mm -hmm. one thing I was noticing is kids were leaving their group and just going to another group and talking, which was good, but it disrupted the flow of Mm -hmm. that group and then interrupted their own group because they just left them stranded. So instead I said, okay, I want you to look at what other kids are doing, what the what the rest of the students are doing in the classroom. However, instead of leaving your group, go to the middle of the classroom and stand together and look together at at what you see other groups doing because right. I don't want you to interrupt their thinking, right? Unless like I'm telling them to go interrupt them or, you know, making, putting two groups together. So that worked out really nicely today, I feel like. And there was a struggle and I told them that's okay. You know, yesterday when they did a, a task, they didn't get the answer. And I said, you were meant not to get the answer. You were meant, I knew you wouldn't get there because this is a hard thing to think about. And they're like, gee, thanks. <laughs> that Like I told them <laughs> that they wouldn't get the answer. They were all insulted. And I'm like, no, it's a good thing. Gee, because I, I. Yeah, that's what they said. And I said, no, it's a good thing because you did the thinking and that's what I wanted you to do. Yeah, you didn't get the answer, but that's okay. Look at how much thinking you did. Right. right. <laughs> so anyway, so today went great. And then after the white books, we did some practice questions at their desks on whiteboards and they got to like turn and talk. And then I did what I, what I talked about in that episode with Ryan. Mm-hmm. I lifted someone's board and said, yep. who can interpret what we have here? Nice and yeah, and my my principal really did like that because she said it was like higher order thinking of you know
1: analyzing and interpreting someone else's work. Wait, you mean that's one of the mathematical practices she's talking about? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So over, yeah,
0: just saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, and then and then once we were done with that, we you know I transitioned to my small group like rotations, where I had fraction multipliers, which I have just discovered this year. Those are the overlays, had, right? Yes. I had no idea. I'm going to put a link in the, we're going to put a link in in the show notes for this one because, oh my God, those are so cool. And 20 bucks on like Amazon, uh, a great deal, a great find. And the kids loved them like they were they created all of these I had them do it on my table they wrote down all these equations and then I said what do you notice uh huh and then they said it took a little bit but sure enough in each group that I did they said oh they're just it's like you're multiplying the numerators and you're multiplying the denominators oh my
1: god and I'm like so they oh. got to the algorithm yeah
0: i'm like wait So wait, does that work for every single one of them? And they're like, well, let me check. And then they check another one and they checked another. They were like, yes. Oh, it worked for this one too. Oh, it worked for this one. So
1: it was a good day. It was a good day in my room. That's awesome. Well, I have some good news to share. Good news. I'm ready. Last week, I had my first parent math night since pre-COVID. Oh my gosh. Almost. So how did it go? Two years, almost wow. two years. Think about that. Wow, right? It went fabulous. It was also my formal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at that. Look at us just banging it out.
1: Right? And I had planned on teaching the parents five different addition and subtraction strategies, okay. I got through one and a half. Oh my God. It was only one hour long. And I actually looked back at some of my previous parent math night agendas and those were an hour and a half. Oh, so okay. I think the next time I'll just make sure it's an hour and a half long and maybe we can actually finish the addition and subtraction strategies. Right. but. Of course, I had the parents using snap cubes and using two color yeah. counters, and then they got to take them home, which they were oh, like, what? great. Yes. And the questions from the parents were so good. One parent asked me about the snap cubes because I had two different colors in there. And I said, I want you to build a tower of nine with one color and a tower of six with another color. Let's use the strategy, make a 10. So pop one off the six, put it on the nine. And I I said something about the colors. And one parent asked me if the colors were important. And I said, well, it all depends on how you're using them. You know, not to to frustrate her, but it could make a difference. It might not have to make a difference. But yeah, it was so good. And they all said that they would come back to continue learning. Yeah, oh, I had so great. I had 14 parents. Wow. And I had my I had my Haitian Creole translator there. And wow. I had uh, one of my teachers was translating for Spanish for me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that really is amazing. Yay. And Yay.
1: I, that I, is and good news. The best part, of course, you know, we're 30 minutes into it. And I we were right in the middle of a bingo game for doing counting on. And I said, we're going to stop now. For two reasons. One, if we keep playing this, we're never going (laughs) to learn the next strategy. And two, whenever I'm with your kids, if they sit, I don't let them sit for more than 30 minutes at a time. So everybody stand up, push in your chair. And of course I did my little dance that I always do with the kids. You should have heard the laughter and seen the smiles from the parents. I mean, they were so happy about that. And that was just, you know, this uh, two or three or four of the parents said that they loved the dance the most on their reflection page. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's so cute. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to really get into it, Karina. You ready?
0: <laughs> All right. Let's start it.
1: I'm going from let's like super high to like, here we go. Broken system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, broken I think we should
1: system. tell... Tell the listeners that we did not discuss what we wrote down before we started recording, before Karina hit the record button. So this is literally going to be a conversation that Karina and I would really be having. Yeah. Okay. And the only things we wrote down were the broken parts, and we did not write down the solutions that we could think about. So again, this is just going to be in real time like a conversation, like we would really have sitting in my car. Right.
0: Yes. All right. You start.
1: Okay. And I'm kind of excited to see if any of ours overlap. I'm sure they will. Okay. Because you and I each wrote down three. So listeners, this well, could three, <laughs> four, five, or six.
0: <laughs> you told me the directions were right down three. I may have written more than three. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, let, let's see. The first one I wrote about the broken system is the testing. Was that on your list? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of things that I wrote down were not just the state testing, you know, the super high stakes testing, yeah, but also the amount of tests that I would consider them local tests or school-based tests or district tests, right? Yes. I was with a grade today for our professional learning community, and they mapped out January's testing schedule. Mm-hmm. And they figured out that from the day we come back from yes. break until January 31st, out of the 18 school days, there are six days when the kids are not taking a test.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Think about that.
0: <sighs> that's ridiculous. And
1: that's for all subjects, right? Yeah. That's so ridiculous. one third of January does not have a test. On a day for that grade, how sad is that?
0: That is, and that is. I mean,
1: and annoying, and maddening, and infuriating.
0: Yes, yes. And you and I have had this conversation before too. That you know, it we 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 do give a lot of assessments, and fifth grade is the most the most heavily tested grade because of the FSA
1: for elementary.
0: Yes, for elementary. And last year, the total of tests rang into the – like it was like around 75. Yep. 75 total assessments. We're talking – and I counted – when I counted those, I counted not just our local tests but um, state tests Mm -hmm. and other, you know, computer diagnostic programs and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But it amounted to right around 75 which when you have 180 days of school exactly. 75 is almost ex- half almost half yeah almost half and there have been years that ha- it has been half like right. it's you know i feel like um our district has tried to cut it down a little bit but uh yeah
1: it's a lot it's a lot when and, it's you a and i know we could sit beside a kid yeah For two minutes and either question them or listen to them and know whether or not they get it.
0: Yeah. And a few years ago, I remember I asked, I was newer to teach. I wasn't like I was maybe five years in. And I said, I'm just overwhelmed with the amount of data that I have. Right. And I don't know what to look at. Like I don't, there's too much to look at. I don't know what to do. And I remember the assistant principal at the time, she said to me, just pick one, like pick the most recent, pick one of them that you think will give you the, you know, the, the data that you want to look at. And that's it. Like that's because if you have too much, you can't look at all of it. And, and she said, honestly, you're going to get the same information from that one piece than everything else. So pick one and start there. And that's it like forget mm-hmm. the rest. Yeah. And I, I like, that was good advice for me at the time. I, I needed to hear that because it was too, it was too much. It right. was too much. And, and the same, you know, like it's not worth the frustration to have to, end the time really time. that you, that you need to, when you're feeling pressed for time like that, you, you can't look at everything. So you right. really do have to choose yep. which, which piece of, of assessment, Will I be able to get the most valuable form of information from? And then mm-hmm. go from there.
1: Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to the triangle from building thinking right. classrooms where we're so heavily focused on the product part. Yes. And we don't pay enough attention to the conversation and observation parts. Correct. Ugh. All right. Go ahead. You throw one out.
0: Well, I mean, a testing I was keeping for the very end, but you went, you went right to the… <laughs> To, you
1: right went to the biggie. Um, you know what, though, uh, on a side note, it has to do with politics and money. Yes. Right? It's not teachers wanting no. to give all of this testing. No. You know?
0: So, it originally started with being like holding teachers accountable for curriculum. It
1: was literally. Right. Right. Was no child left behind.
0: Yes. Because
1: before uh, that, I'm telling you, because this is year 30 for me, when mm-hmm. I first started teaching, it was before all of the state testing and we had the CTBS and it was literally 50 questions, one day, multiple choice for math and 50 questions, one day, multiple choice for reading. And that was it. Peace out. We're done. It was a normed reference test for the whole nation, whoever took it. And it was over. Yeah. It wasn't high stakes, high stakes, high stakes, high stakes, and your salary Karina Cousins, yes. is tough yes. to how your kids do when, come yeah. on, like, come on. Right. So let's talk about a solution.
0: I, I mean, you got me there.
1: I For each one of these broken pieces, we have to figure out how to glue it back together, right?
0: I, I, I've I, got nothing on this one. I mean, other than we just have to get, we just have to voice it to the higher powers that be, I, I don't know what else we can do because- I think we just have to get on the phone. We have to write letters. We have to get parents to be on our side and also make make a fuss with us, you know, just like-
1: I love that. Make a fuss with us. <gasps> Thanks. Could you imagine though, if we got every teacher yeah. and let's just say five parents per class to yeah. contact- Their state legislature. Oh, my gosh. I have to write that down. Make a fuss with us. Did you just come up with that? I did. That was really good, Karina.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And listen, I'm rocking
1: it today. (laughs) That's right. I think that's our solution then. Make a fuss with us. Okay. Okay. Problem solved. All right.
0: Well, that's (laughs) it. Problem solved. All right, so I guess my next one. I guess this will go right into the one that I wrote was demands or expectations of of or on teachers keeps increasing year after year.
1: So I I literally put too much on teachers' plates. Yeah, is that the same thing? Because Pretty nothing much. ever gets taken off. It's taken of off. Plate. Never. Ne- Every Never. year, there's there's more. And I'm doing more
0: and, and honestly getting paid less because the pay that I, the pay increase that I'm getting is, is like dollars, like right. not Percentage, sufficient, right. Right. Um, in, in, or not what's the balanced in the amount of work that I'm actually being asked to do. There's more trainings, there's more requirements by the state, you know, the, the yearly, training that we have to do, courses that we have to do. Mm -hmm. And every year that list gets longer and longer Mm -hmm. that I, and I have to take, I'm using my own spare time to watch those videos and take those trainings and courses. I'm not getting paid for them because I need to use my time to plan. Okay. Planning still happens on my
1: own time anyway, but. Those are the courses that don't even go towards our recertification. No, That's just compliance courses because yes. it's such a litigious society that yes. now I want the people to know this. Okay. Yeah. We have to watch a video on safety things. Like we, we call it the step ladder. Um yeah. the, the stepladder video, right? Yes. Because too many people for have fallen for years we've had to do this, right? Yeah, but every year you have to watch it. Yes. Uh we have like six minimum, six seven, eight, I don't even know, compliance courses every single year that have yep. absolutely nothing to do with our recertification. So that is a whole nother layer of professional development that yep. most of the time we have to do it on our own time. Like how many courses have we done in the summers? A lot, right? To, yeah. To yeah. Ready for, oh. you know, oh, next year you're getting a new yes. series so guess what? You're gonna have to be trained on that. Are you gonna be able to do that? The four days of preschool we go back? No, nope. because that's full of meetings. Yes. And or or
0: just getting your class that's ready prepared.
1: exactly.
0: Hey, right. yeah, and, and your classroom ready. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's And because I think something else that people don't realize that even when you are in the same classroom as the year before, you still have to clean up and put things away over the summer because sometimes, you know, summer school is in your building Mm -hmm. and they're going to be using your classroom. So everything that you have in there that you have purchased with your own money can be damaged. So you have to lock it all up. And you have to put it all away and take everything down off the walls. And you're starting new every single year.
1: And don't even talk about when we have to move to a different classroom. Right. That's yeah, a that's, nightmare. Yes. A nightmare as elementary yeah. teachers. Now, middle and high school usually don't have, <laughs>
0: don't have as many.
1: The volume of you know bo- boxes yeah. that we do. <laughs> yeah. that's the pain. And then to set it all back up again.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a lot. So just I think that that's one one big issue is just the demands keep coming. And every every year there there is more to do more paperwork, more more things that are expected from us. And nothing like you said, nothing gets removed off the plate.
1: Okay, so how do we fix that part? What can we do to, to, you know, get rid of the the layers and layers and layers of stuff on our plates? I mean, find a buddy with the answers so that you can
0: <laughs> so you can share the answers and you don't have to do every single one of those training sessions. <laughs> now, I don't know. I I don't here's another one I don't know. I don't know how you fix this without changing the the whole system. I mean That's the whole incredible. system needs needs a reboot. It really does. And we were hoping the COVID would do that. Yes. But Here we are and COVID hasn't done that and we are back to business as usual when we should have.
1: Yes. We needed a hard reset. Yes. Yes. You know, I will keep saying as loud as I can, I truly believe that until masks are gone, every single kid that's in preschool up should not have to take any standardized tests. We already know they're not going to do well. Why are we going to put them through that stress? And the but it's not about them. Yes,
0: it's not about kids. It's not You're right. And so maybe, maybe that's what we have to. Maybe that's what we have to do. We just have to keep saying, you know, or I don't know. Make a. It's fun just. Fun not, it's, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not about kids. No, it's the not. kids are not the priority. It's not about them. It's about the money.
1: Yep. All right, what's another one on your list? Because I feel like since we shared that one, that was my second one, you know. So it was, yeah. Well, I put too much on our plates, so. Okay. Oh, right. So that's basically the same.
0: Um, well, so here's where I'm I'm struggling because I have several. Um, for me, another another problem is following a scope and sequence. That's uh, it. Kind of. Um, it's too fast paced. Yes, it's too fast. It's mm-hmm. too fast, especially when you're comparing different classes to – in this whole district, right? We have a huge district, and to yeah. say that I have to be on the same the same lesson on the same day as the person in a Title I school down the road, like that's right. not – that doesn't make sense. Or even right next door to me where there's a group of gifted Students, I, I, I have to be on the same same day's lesson as that classroom. Like that doesn't make sense. So that whole the again, and I and that goes back to testing. That goes back to yep. we have to get all this curriculum taught in this amount of time by this certain date, so that the kids are ready for the test.
1: Well, you know, when, eh. we, went, when we went to Common Core and then to our state. Common Core standards, maths which are the math. It was, oh, look, you only have, I don't know, 28, 32, 44 standards. Where before? Oh, my gosh. No, I'm going way back. So I was teaching second grade, and we had grade level expectations at that time. And then we went to sunshine state standards. And then we went to next generation sunshine state standards. And then we went to common core. So this was even before that, when we went from our GLEs, our grade level expectations to sunshine state standards, or maybe it was the reverse. I don't even remember now because that was forever ago. And you think, oh yeah, we're cutting down from, you know, 70 benchmarks or standards or whatever they are in half no, because you literally have embedded yeah. all of the other stuff. Right. there. So you think, oh, we're going to go a mile deep and not an inch wide. Baloney. Yeah. That's such baloney. And yes. so we are still skimming the surface.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So how do we do that one? Because that's a big one. When we went out for COVID on lockdown in March 2020, that was March mm-hmm. 2020?
0: Yes. On my birthday, March 13th, 2020, on my birthday.
1: When we went out for COVID lockdown in March of 2020 and had the rest of the year virtual, how many times did I say during the summer, we need like a B year? Like if the kids were fourth grade and we went on lockdown, they needed a 4B year. Fifth grade, go. You know, you go to middle school. And and eighth grade, you go. You go to high school and you graduate. Get out. But we really needed another year because think about the hybrid H-E-L-L we went through last year and how many kids didn't learn anything because they were right. sitting at home. Right. So now they're like two years with unfinished learning. Right.
0: Pre-COVID, I my answer to this question would just be my solution would just be to close the door and do whatever the heck you want to do. Right. Right. Because that's... I mean, that's what you need to do. If they're not ready, they're not ready. What do you you want me to say? Like, there's so many foundational things that they need that if they can't, if they don't get to with me, I mean, equivalent fractions. If they don't understand equivalent fractions, I can't add fractions with them. I can't talk to them about going from a mixed number to a a fraction greater than one. Like, none of that will make sense to them. Oh, and
1: then subtract it, but you have to rename it. Right, you right, and regroup. Regroup. Right, yeah, yeah. Like
0: all of that, uh, it, and and <laughs> we we didn't even have any time allotted for like equivalent fractions. I think there was like one in fifth grade because it's not really a fifth grade standard. No, it's, it's a fourth grade one and third. I think and they
1: start in third. I know they do. Right.
0: In previous years, it's just yeah, it's just do it, do what you need to do because and if you don't get to some stuff, you don't get to some stuff. Right. right? Like. Right. It, you cover it quickly and you show, you know, that whole skim the surface again. Right. Yeah. So go deeper on some things, skim the surface on others because that's what that, they'll, they'll need it. Oh, and something else. Did you hear about the name of the test that's coming? Yes, I did. Could it be any worse of an acronym? I mean, really? It's listeners. Our new test, our old test, our, or our current test is called FSA. So it's the Florida Standards Assessment. Mm-hmm. The new one, I don't even know what it all the letters stand for, but the new one is F-A-S-T. Fast. It's the fast test. I just, I don't think there was an educator who was in the room when they decided this because I don't think any educator would think that naming a test FAST is a good idea.
1: First of all, the BEST standards stands for Benchmarks for Excellent Student Thinking Standards. And our test, which is the FAST test, really, is Florida's Assessment of Student Thinking. Yeah. Best and FAST. Uh, I mean, listen, (laughs) if you call yourself
0: the best, you're not the best.
1: First of all, if you're the best, you're not the fastest because we know faster isn't smarter.
0: And that's that was what I was going to say next. I I can't tell you of any educator who says that, like who who is glad that their class can go fast through an assessment. I, I think one of our biggest thing is you need to slow down. You don't read carefully. You don't right. We want know, you're them not to thinking. think. Yeah. So calling it fast, I mean, it just tells me that there wasn't an educator in the room when they came up with it because right. I don't, I can't think of any teacher, any teacher, regardless of age, right? Whether they're brand new or have been teaching for 40 years, no teacher would ever say, let's call the test fast,
1: right? <laughs> like, Cause to me Ooh, that means let's just God. get it over with. Yes, and if I'm eight years old, that's what I'm going to be thinking of. Okay, we're going to take the fast test.
0: It's like right a speed. Right? Sc- who's going to get? Who's going to? Who's going to be first to finish? Exactly.
1: So no one's going to be slow at it. I mean, come on, come <laughs> on. I, okay, uh... listeners, we are we <laughs> we know we can go on and on and on and on about this for much much longer. We've already taken yes. a lot of your time, so if you've stuck with us, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All right, listeners, I think we're going to come to our challenge for the week. Our challenge to you is to make a fuss with us. We need everyone to stand up and stop being bullied by yeah. the politicians and the corporations that are going to that continue to tell us what to teach and how to teach it,
0: because that's the one thing that I think teachers can all agree on, right? We might not necessarily agree on on mad minute tests. We might not agree on what, how but, we I I do, present.
1: we do, you do, yeah, stuff.
0: how we present a lesson, how we do things. But I think we can all agree on the fact that testing is not helpful to kids. The high stakes assessments aren't helpful for kids and they're Mm -hmm. not helpful to teachers, you know, and I think at the end of the day, teachers, we just want to teach. We just want to teach. We just want to have time to teach whatever teaching means to you. I I think we all agree that we just want time to do that. Yep.
1: Yep. And yep.
0: Yeah. So thanks for joining us and hashtag make a fuss with us.
1: We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's
0: always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.